This is the Quantum Tech Pod, brought to you by Inside Quantum Technology, covering industry analysis, data, and market forecasting for quantum technology markets worldwide. Now, here's your host, Christopher Bishop. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Quantum Tech Pod. I'm delighted you're listening. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're sitting on the planet. My guest today is Dr. Antti Vassara, President and CEO of VTT Limited. Dr. Vassara has been in this role since 2015. He served on several high-level groups on industrial and innovation policy of the European Commission, in addition to several groups in Finland focused on artificial intelligence and research policy. Prior to joining VTT, Dr. Vassara worked in the private sector for close to 25 years at Nokia, Tieto, Smart Trust, and McKinsey. Dr. Vassara holds a Doctor of Science degree from Alto in Finland, Alto University. VTT is a state-owned and controlled nonprofit limited liability company based in Helsinki, Finland, with over 2,000 people. It's one of Europe's leading research, development, and innovation institutions. VTT drives sustainable growth and tackles the biggest global challenges of our time and turns them into growth opportunities. They go beyond the obvious to help society and companies grow through technological innovations. So welcome, Auntie, and thanks for joining me. Thank you, Chris. Glad to be here. So I always like to start the podcast by asking my guest to share a bit about their own personal quantum journey. My objective is twofold. First, to give our audience a sense of what you did before you joined VTT. Sounds like you had lots of interesting roles in different settings but also to more broadly orient our listeners to the fact that there are many ways and various paths that people have taken to get into the field of quantum information science. So please share with our listeners a little bit about your background and path so far, where you grew up, where you went to school, what you studied, and maybe some insight into the companies or organizations where you worked. Thanks, Chris. I was born and bred here in Finland, and I I worked most of my uh, professional life here in Finland, but all the things that I've, I've been doing since since I started the studies at Alta University have been really, really international. I always knew as well that I wanted to somehow, in some, some form, be connected to technology. Ever, ever since I was a small kid, I, I, I've just loved technology in its, all, its, all its different forms. I ended up studying PhD, uh, physics, so I have a PhD from physics. I, 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 back then, I thought that optical computers were the, were the next thing. So my, my PhD thesis was also about uh, building optical interconnects. So it was what, what you would these days call photonics. After I did my PhD, I ended up working for McKinsey and did did a lot of technology work there. I, I came back to Finland and ended up working working first for a software company and then for Nokia. And so so the technology theme has been very strong in what what I've been doing. But also getting older, I've I've also started to appreciate a lot that I. I want to be involved in doing something new. So there are a lot of jobs in the world that where you can be doing the same old stuff and 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 even making probably good money in there. But then what what I get get really interested is is when I'm involved in breaking new ground and and that's why also also quantum is such an exciting field where to be. Great. Well, thank you for sharing that. I speaking. Uh, of you know, doing it for a long time. I read that VTT has 30 years of expertise in quantum technology research. I have to say that's a long time 
for any organization to be involved in this area. We're getting a lot of, you know, focus now a days and people viewing it as sort of a nascent technology. Uh, certainly the practical applications are, but please share how did VTT initially get involved in quantum? Our, our history in a way goes even even further back than than 30 years because we can we can thank the, there was one professor at what's nowadays called Alto University, Professor Oli Lonesma, even in late already in late 60s that started doing low temperature physics. Mm -hmm. uh, he and his group were trying to get uh, re reach reach as close as possible then to absolute zero temperature. And, and when doing that, then they got interested in uh, all kinds of superconducting technologies and superconducting um, sensors. And, and when they were doing that, then they tried to figure out the commercial application and they started doing then uh, brain imaging. And then they needed a partner who would be able to then uh, produce some of those components in a little bit bigger volume than normally a university can do and they turned to VTT. So in, in early 90s we started with development of squids for, for brain imaging and, right. and started then to build know-how in, in this area. And, and then after that we started expanding to many other areas that where quantum sensors were relevant or, or, or superconducting circuits and, and, and the likes. Yes, I want to talk more about that in a moment. So that's quite remarkable in the 60s, wow, to be investigating superconducting properties, wow. I've read that almost two years ago, the VTT Technical Research Center announced uh, that the country's first operational five-qubit quantum computer was up and running, and that you were working with hardware startup IQM. Uh, I've read that your goal is to work with IQM to build a much more powerful 50-qubit quantum computer by 2024, can you share with me what's the roadmap to get to a 50 qubit machine and beyond? And then, you know, what qubit modality are you using and, and why? We started thinking about that when uh, a few years back that we, we would like to operate the quantum computer here. And, and because we, we see that as an important platform to, to learn and, uh, and also sort of both understand that how, uh, how that technology is working, but also then that be be one of the pioneers in trying to then use them for something so we we started uh, started looking for a supplier for that type of a computer and, and wanted to do that in collaboration and we we, we, we actually opened up a public procurement tender for that one and mm. and IQM won that and IQM is a startup Finnish startup that that has roots both at Alto University and, and VTT. So the, there's both people and, and some technology from, from both the university and, and us there. And they won that public tender. So now they have been building building since 2019, then, then a, a series of quantum computers for us. The five qubit one is up and running since already uh, over a year. That, that can be accessed. Already, already today, and, and used for quantum computing. The twenty qubit machine is at the moment in in our laboratory being tested and and getting ready for the official launch. Then uh, sometime after summer, and then there's the uh, development ongoing at IQM. Then to build actually a fifty four qubit machine that should be then ready by by end of next year. And, and that was that was part those three machines were part of the public tendering and and with that one we we hope then that we can we can first of all of course see that 
uh, how learn about how the, how how to build those kinds of machines, but also then that we excite startups and and also established companies then to start using them, but also also then to build build additional technology related to those. And the modality that we use there is that um, all all those three machines will be based on the transmond qubits. So they're they're superconducting uh, qubits that that are at the at the core of that that device. Right. So that's very exciting. So I'm encouraging listeners to stay tuned. I'm going to invite everyone to follow you at the end of the podcast. But that's uh, that's exciting news. Let's let's shift gears. Talk about quantum networks and quantum cryptography. Um, the EU's EuroQCI initiative, which launched at the beginning of the year, is targeting building a union-wide quantum encryption network by the end of the decade. Tell me about VTT's role in helping EuroQCI address the harvest now, decrypt later threats uh, from state actors, criminal organizations, and individual hackers by leveraging both quantum key distribution, QKD, and post-quantum cryptography, PQC. So this is overall that um, we obviously see see three, three legs to quantum technology. The oldest one is the quantum sensors, um, then quantum computing, and then obviously quantum com- communication as as e- equally interesting area. And we we want to have, of course, our uh, f- fingers in in all those uh, three areas. In quantum communication, now there's obviously the Euro- European wide effort around um, quantum key distribution, and and we are we are now building then the Finnish node for that. So we are building a public test net network here in the uh, Helsinki area, around the capital area. And the idea is then that the will be a platform for developing and testing services around quantum encryption. And, and also then that it's a place then that where, where we can use also sort of some of, some of the, off, uh, you could say, off-the-shelf products based on quantum encryption that are already available. And um, we are part of that consortium that's building. There's also then a couple of companies that are providing uh, networking services for for authorities, uh, plus then the um, our center for supercomputing CSC is also part of that. And the idea is then that um, we and and CSC then build a test network, and then the um, there will be a public test network that basically then any any anybody can access and then there's also going to be a test network for the authorities that then the purpose built companies that are responsible for the um, um, o- o- networks for the authorities are are running and hopefully we will have all of this working then sometime uh, first half of next year and and this is this is then meant to be an open trial system that that anybody can go there and and test quantum encryption methods and security analysis and and see how it works and and get ready for quantum computing uh, quantum communication but also then that the that we obviously are extremely interested in uh, post quantum cryptography as well and make sure then that we are we are part of those european and and, and global efforts then to develop the next generation of cryptography there um, but also ensure then that people are going to be early adopters for that um, in in this part of the world so that we we will stay 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 at the forefront in cryptography and security as well because Obviously, this is one of the areas that 
is, is going to be challenged by quantum computers and, and we need to be ready ready already now then to make sure then that we will not get surprised negatively there. Yes, an important area of focus for sure all over the world and it's conversations going on around uh, how to protect data. I want to talk about another aspect of uh, VTT's quantum portfolio and you mentioned it, probably the oldest one is sensors, right? So VTT excels in the research and development of technologies that include quantum sensors like squids, as you mentioned, uh, bolometers, single photon detectors, and methods for integration and 3D integrations. Tell me more about this aspect of the VTT portfolio. Yes, and that comes from the from also our role. So we are a we are a research institute or research company. So we don't we don't make products for consumers or even even businesses. So that we don't we don't have our own product portfolio that we sell and 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 you you pick from from our catalog. But uh, we are tasked with with the role then that we can we can choose technologies which are coming from the university. So the university has been able to make one, one copy, one working model. So it's it's still uh, academic research. So we we help them scale that up, so then that companies can take that technology and and then scale it commercially. Sort of a little bit between the academic world and the commercial world, and and that's why we've been for a long time working with some of these. You could say sort of. Um, foundational technologies like superconducting circuits or photonics or MEMS and and these types of areas and and then we pick an area that where we where we do go deep so that we are we are able to able to do something which is not not readily available off the shelf but then uh, help them work with companies so they they can basically learn about that new new technology and then then integrate it into their their products and as said we for example in the quantum area we started with the squids squids a long time ago and and then they have been they, they have been shipped in brain imaging devices there are satellites that were their measurement devices using them and all kinds of other other types of areas but then now lately in the quantum area then one of one of the technologies that where we are or at least we think that we are we are really world class is for example um, making two pass traveling wave parametric amplifiers which are relevant then in the in the quantum computers like, like with, with like transform qubits and and there's also technologies around uh, cryogenics and cooling where we are working and also outside the quantum quantum area then that we are we're working a lot with uh, integrated photonics or silicon photonics and, and MEMS and these types of things so that there are there are these technologies that can be used for many kinds of different applications and, and we then help companies companies deploy them in, in their own 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 products so the interesting uh, positioning Thank you for sharing that. My listeners are always interested in the the perennial question around client engagement. So, um, without sharing any proprietary information, but could you give me some details around, say, you know, interactions with clients and how they're using quantum solutions that VTT is developing? There's there's two uh, customer references that I can I can share here in in the quantum field. For example, obviously we are we're working with IQM. 
uh, with the quantum quantum computer projects that they are they are building for us. So so some of some of the technology in there is is coming from there, and we are we are working together with them in in developing some of those things further. So doing doing contract research, and another public reference we have. Uh, is Xanadu in in Canada, and and they they uh, working on photonic based quantum computers. So e- even though that the that the the underlying modality for the qubits is totally different than what uh, what our quantum computers is uh, are, are using, then we can we can then use our photonics competencies and also some of our superconducting. Uh, uh, competencies then to develop components for Xanadu, and and one of the things that we've been doing with them is then these uh, sing- signal photon counters or fo- photon number resolving detectors there, so that which are which are required then in their architecture then to build these uh, quantum computers that they are doing. In preparing for our conversation, um, I read that VTT is a member of Institute Q, which is the Finnish Quantum Institute, and that you are, in fact, a member of the leadership committee. The goal of Institute Q, uh, as stated, is to raise the readiness of Finnish society for the disruptive implications that quantum technologies will have for society and the economy at large. Um, Tell me who the members are and what's the status of this work. Also, maybe share your take on the importance of strategic relationships in this context uh, with academia? So in Institute Q is, is basically a way of bringing together u- universities, research institutes like us and companies. And that that's sort of the, you could say in a way that that's the secret sauce mm-hmm. in, a, in a small country like Finland that we are actually really good at collaborating and pooling our resources together. Because I, I I think that in many many larger larger countries or or kind of like with larger com- companies they think that kind of like that they can do it and and they probably can do it all all on their own. Uh, we we realize that even the bigger bigger entities in a in a country of five and a half million people are are relatively small on the global scale. So we need to be good at then collaborating together. So we got together with uh, Aalto University, uh, University of Helsinki and, and, and VTT together and, and set this up, um, Institute Q, with the idea then that we want to cover uh, education in the quantum field, research in the quantum field, and then the business um, commercialization of quantum technologies. So, so those are the, the three areas there. And, and um, University of Helsinki leads the education part, the Alto, Alto University, the research part, and we are, we are leading then the business part here. And the idea is then that, that although everybody, of course, have, has still their own institutional governance me- me- uh, mechanisms and, and everybody is responsible for what they're doing, but we use this then to sort of spot the opportunities in this field, identify that where we have big gaps so that we, we need focus in there and, and uh, somehow directing resources then to fill the gaps. And also then that we are we're able to in, inspire also companies then to be active in this area already early on, even though that the, of course, the commercial applications are still still very early on. But with these kinds of things, I, we, we have plenty of examples from other areas as well that the, when, when, when we use this sort of an eco, ecosystem approach, 
even though that it's informal, even though that there's no no mandatory reason then to collaborate, we we want to collaborate and we want to be making sure then that we are we're transparent also about then the areas that where where each of the different parties is going to invest, so that we know then that the what's also then available for the for the others. So I also read that there's an organization Business Q, which is part of Institute Q. Um, that's a VTT coordinated effort to broaden the impact of quantum technology in industry and business specifically in Finland. Um, tell our listeners who the members of this organization are and what's the overall mission of that. So in the business queue area, we are we have you could say that we have two types of companies there now involved. So we have we have little over twenty companies involved there. Hmm. They are the companies who are who are building the technology. So so ha- hardware. Hardware companies like IQM or IBM or, or Blue Force, who's making the dilution refrigerators, also a Finnish, Finnish company. So they are the people who are sort of deeply ingrained at the moment in quantum technologies on our, uh, our leading edge. So they, they obviously, obviously live and breathe that. But also then the um, we have uh, quantum algorithm companies there and quantum simulation companies that are that more more operating on the software level but then then in the other side of uh, business queue are then uh, companies who are potential appliers of the technology so who have no interest ever to build a quantum computer themselves or or are not even necessarily that that keen on being the quantum algorithm experts, but they they are the ones who want to be uh, running the applications like like banks and and companies like that. And those who are there are the ones who see the potential in quantum computing uh, and understand then that what a long road it is still to get there. Uh, before the real applications arrive or or sort of commercially usable computers emerge, but want to be there early on to learn and understand and and make sure then that they are among the first ones then to apply it when when the technology starts reaching that stage that it's it's usable. And that that I think is is also sort of a core part of the role that we, we can play in this one is that the because it's 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 almost impossible to forecast what type of applications in quantum area will be the first ones to break but but at least what we can do now is to provide the platform that where people can go and uh, play an experiment and learn and and then some, some somebody will come up then with the with the applications and we are also ourselves doing that in our research because we have a VTT covers a wide variety of different research areas. And one, one key area that what we are doing is synthetic biology, biotechnology, that which is using more and more uh, AI and, and other data-driven technologies there. So that, that's a potential area also for quantum computers in the future to be doing that and also then we are we're working for example on digital material design and um, now it's of course on, only still on classical computers and, and classical algorithms but but also that's an area that we, we want to be then having our researchers jump from classical classical computing then to quantum computing when 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 that arrives and that's also that why why we need to understand then that what the algorithms are are making possible and and all those kinds of things are are part of the remit that what business queue 
is is looking at. Yeah, well, that sounds like a great model. I encourage our listeners to explore Business Q. Sounds like a great uh, sort of format for driving collaboration and ultimately, you know, value from this technology. I want to get your take on a topic that's near and dear to my heart, which is workforce. So can you give me a sense of the challenges facing a company like VTT? It's a, you know, you're in a small country, as you mentioned, but how do you go about finding talent and recruiting for your company? Um, do you have affiliations with the universities? I know many of these quantum companies do. Um, and are there roles in specific disciplines that might be harder to fill than others? And I always think of non-science skills that are needed to advance you know, the, the business model or achieve success at VTT. This is a topic that's also very near and dear to my heart as well, because, of course, we have all kinds of really, really exciting gear gear and equipment here at VTT, but, but what, is, what is a research institute if not, not the people? So finding talent is a core thing for us, and, um, and especially in areas like quantum, there is obviously a constant lack of talent everywhere in the in the world yeah what we have what we have found is that uh, we have we have two things working for us when when we're recruiting people that um firstly obviously it, it helps that um if, if you join or when you join vtt you have you have the latest gear here so so for example that we can we can say that we have quantum computers and we are we are building them that that really seems to be interesting people so we we get we get cvs from all over the world based on that the other part which has been for a long time core part of this that um, we we don't do just research for research but we also have the end use in mind so people who work here really enjoy that there is purpose to what what they are doing and and it's they can they can see then that how how the how the work that we're doing are is connected to fighting climate change or uh, building sustainable business and these kinds of things so that the we, we can o- offer purposeful purposeful work we obviously are working with the local universities and also also universities a little, little bit further further off but uh, clearly kind of like looking at for example quantum technology then then we we couldn't satisfy all our all our needs just with the, um, with the Finnish candidates so we have been hiring from basically all over the world people then to the quantum team and and other teams as well uh, all in all we we have more, more than uh, 2200 people working for VTT at the moment and we have 55 different nationalities working for mm. VTT so even though that everybody is based here in Finland we are we are a very international organization from that point of view and and also look forward to be increasing increasing the number of nationalities going going forward kudos to you for supporting so many different nationalities it's very exciting uh, auntie we're coming to the end of the podcast, and I always like to ask my guests for their vision of where quantum technologies might be in, say, three to five or even 10 years. And more broadly, you know, what kind of impact do you think they'll have on how we live and work? Three, three to five years might be a short, <laughs> short time horizon. So yeah. I, I, I think that in three to five years, I'm, I'm an optimist. I am. Uh, I'm, I'm a technology optimist in the sense that I, I believe that in in the next three to five years we have found already some applications that where we can do things with quantum computing that can be 
in any other way done. So, so we start seeing then something useful coming out of there. I think that also what we are seeing that every time that in, in, in history that when when we have been developing some new technology, when we are breaking new ground with um, superconducting circuits or, or with the other modalities that are being used or with the cryostates uh, and, and, and all these, these kinds of things, then there's also going to be a lot of offshoots coming from that. So I'm, I'm sure that the, like, like all, all these examples of um, Teflon, Teflon coming from, from the space program, then I'm sure that we'll also see these kinds of things that when we are really pushing the limits of technology here for quantum computers, we'll also get technologies that are applicable elsewhere. But um, three to five years, we'll get something useful out of quantum computing. But I, I, I also think that the, even if it takes even significantly longer than that, eventually when we get there, it's going to be such a foundational technology that it's, it's like inventing the transistor so that it will be a, it will be a game changer for the world. So, so that's why I'm, I, know, I don't get nervous if it, if it takes longer than than those few years. So even if it's in the third, in the next decade, still, still, it's going to be a fantastic thing and worth, worth all the effort. Yes. Well, Auntie, thank you so much. Uh, I've really enjoyed our conversation. Um, I want to invite people to follow you and the company on LinkedIn and on your website. It's vttresearch.com. Also, you can drill down to learn more about uh, VTT's quantum technology by going to vttresearch.com slash en slash r services slash quantum technology or just search on their site. Um, I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thanks so much for sharing your insight and perspective with me. Thank you, Chris. I want to thank Auntie for joining me today and thanks to all of you for listening. Please share this podcast on social media channels to increase the impact of my conversation with Auntie. Listen to my other podcast episodes if you haven't already and please feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. This has been a production of Inside Quantum Technology. You've been listening to the Quantum Tech Pod, brought to you by Inside Quantum Technology. For more information on this episode or other topics relating to quantum technology, visit InsideQuantumTechnology.com.